Hey, good morning or good evening. Whenever you're listening, welcome to the Hope Explained podcast, where we dissect the message that was taught on Sunday, look at some things left unsaid, or simply forgotten or cut for time. I'm joined on my opposite side here by, by our lead pastor, Pastor Rick. How are you today? Great, man. Really oh, good. All right. So we are continuing in our uh, long series called Exodus. Long? Long? Really? Yes. Twelve? That's a lot. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't say bad. I said, there long. you go. Yeah. No, okay. there's a clear difference there. Okay. All right. okay. Just, just checking. Yeah. No, no, not, not dragging. Just... It is a long, sometimes it is good. Like I really enjoy like digging deep into a series. You know, a lot of them are three to five weeks, but I'd like at least once a year to just really just, uh, you yeah. know, have a more of a long form series. So, hmm. well, uh, let's go ahead and hop into it. This, this last week we talked about the parting of the Red Sea, hmm. right? And, and more beyond that though and the benefit of doing a longer series is we can dive into the deeper meaning of each of those mm-hmm. um and you kind of focused on everything right before the red sea and what that must have been like for israel um and do you want to talk about for, for our review do you want to talk about like what the significance of that was everything right before the parting of the red sea yeah well i think you know you have the this ton of miracles with the the plagues, you know, the 10 plagues. And then you had the incredible miracle of the Passover and that, you know, the Jews still celebrate that, the significance of that today. And finally, you know, Pharaoh relented, let the people go, but then he changes his mind. That's the crazy thing is he changes his mind. He decides, you know, he sees this huge vacuum in Egypt of all this free labor. And he's like, what did I, it's like a major decision. You're like, okay, go, go, go. And then you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and he, you know, he changed his mind. He's like, what did I just do? Mm. And so he gathers his army's chariots and they go after the children of Israel. Mm. And, you know, Moses takes them into the wilderness and God sends them on a, <laughs> the Bible tells us that God did not take them the easy route, the short route, that God took them the long route, the long way. And so... It didn't take long before the people forgetting about all the miracles and what enslavement was like, and they're arguing and they're getting mad at Moses and Aaron and they're they're complaining. You know, did you bring us in the wilderness just to let us die? Were there not enough graves in in Egypt? And they're they're mad, they're angry, they're frustrated, mm. and that leads us up to, you know, what what happens with uh, the rest of the journey in the Red Sea and the incredible miracle that happens again um, with them. Mm-hmm. And so, so that everything before, right before it, you, you were talking about how God had sent the Israelites into a wilderness and which led to the, the title of your sermon, um, when God doesn't make sense. Mm. And something that I had written down was God can send us on the roundabouts because he knows us. We may think we're ready for something, but he knows he's better, uh, but he knows better. And for me, what that was, cause you talked about, you know, he didn't send them on the straight path to yeah. the Holy Land, to the Promised Land. There was a roundabout path that he was going to go about because he knew that the moment they ran into opposition, um, they were just going to go right back. Yeah, and he states that in the text, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and I think, you know, why, why I entitled it when God doesn't, or, you know, when God doesn't make sense is because I was reading you know, reviewing for the message. And I'm like, none of this makes sense. Mm. (laughs) Like everything that God asked him to do makes no sense. Strategically, military wise, um, conditioning wise, Mm -hmm. um, just simple geography. You know, we all know this, you know, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line and God did not do any of that. So that's why I named it 
when God doesn't make sense because none of it made sense. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the part that I wanted to explore there was, was the idea that, you know, not only did he prevent the, their ability to just fall back yeah. immediately, but I think in the text, uh, I think one of the things that you, that you mentioned um, was the idea that there were battles along the way had they just gone for that straight shot. And those were probably battles that they weren't ready for, not just because they were going to head back, but they weren't prepared to handle them in the first place. Yeah, I mean, God knows us better than we know ourselves. And he knew the tendencies of those people, but also us, that a lot of times when we encounter difficulties, that's when we give up. We mm-hmm. quit. If things seems oftentimes don't go smooth or they're not easy, we just like, oh, that's not God's will mm-hmm. because it's difficult or because it requires more discipline or effort or whatever. And so the Lord knew that if he took them on a straight line, the minute they encountered frustration or difficulty, it would be an easier route back. But if they went in this roundabout way, they probably don't even know the way back. And so they're like, nah, I don't know how to get back, you know, so I might as well just tough it out. Mm. All right. So so you brought up this story of um, a little girl named Lexi. Oh, yes. (laughs) And uh, something that I wrote there was... uh, when you told me that, you know, you're, you're going through those moments of frustration with God, trying to figure out what's, what's happening here. And for me, it, it reminded me of the fact that we're not the main characters in the grand story of life. Uh, God is. Yes. Um, and so for me, when I, when I stopped and thought about that afterwards, um, it was like, well, where, where could Lexi be today? Not because, um, not because she stayed with you, but because you were there to support her in that moment, you know, because in that moment you were where you needed to be. You did the right thing. And even today you can look back and go, okay, certain things still don't make sense, but yeah. we we have to have faith that God <laughs> knows what he's doing. Yeah. And I think what you said is a really good point that it's not all about us, mm. you know, sometimes doing God's will. I think we oftentimes, and that's what I was doing. I was only thinking of myself, you know, how the pain of, of me losing her, the pain of her leaving me. But there are other things like, what about her mother? Mm -hmm. And what about her? And, you know, I think we play a part in other people's stories and we're not always the main character. And we, we have to remember that sometimes. And, and I think that was a lesson for me that, you know, even though not, you know, it it didn't make sense. um, And I was frustrated because I thought, God didn't make sense. Mm. But at the end of the day, you know, it's not always about us. And then, you know, we have to trust that God can work in that. And, 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 you know, like we talked about a little bit ago about kind of going, you know, the wrong path, not the wrong path, but the difficult path a long way around. I think it's important for us to understand that, that, um, and we we're talking before we started recording that in the Bible, you know, a lot of times the most difficult path is God's will, right? It's not always the easy path. And, when David said, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because you are with me. So that sometimes you have to go through the valley, the shadow of death. It's not always the easy path. And we have to get out of our minds and even in preaching and theology and all that, that if we follow God's will, that that's the easy way. That's the smooth path. If it's God's will, doors just open up and right. it's just the easy path and it's no resistance and no problems. And, and, and But that's rarely the case, at least in the Bible. A lot of times the path that God takes us is a difficult path for whatever reason 
um, it's not always, it can be the easy path, but it's not always. Yeah. All right. Well, and that, that kind of segues into your next point. Funny how uh, writing does that in a well-prepared sermon, just segues. <laughs> um, but, but that does segue into what you talked about next, which was we need to stand firm uh, even when we want to quit. Mm. Um, because, you know, in that moment, it was the Israelites were saying, well, why, why should we do that? Why should we listen to God? We're going all over the place. And hindsight is always twenty twenty, but they didn't have that yet. Um, and for me, that's, that's no, it, it can't be any truer today too, because I think in the last five years, anybody who's paying attention can immediately think of three things off the top of their head where, where the cha- where what we believe is being challenged in some way. Yeah. We are encountering a significant culture shift. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the biggest thing from that though is like you said, the the trick is knowing how to stand firm. And the greatest way to defend against what the world tries to do in that way is not leaning on how we feel about something or how we're told we should feel about something, but rather on what we should, on what we know Hmm. through the Bible. Um, And you wanted to talk about self-perception in that realm because we can feel a certain way, we can perceive ourselves a certain way, that's not always how God perceives us. Yeah, I, th- I think we deal with this a lot where we we allow our <clears throat> emotions and our feelings to drive our perception about ourselves. And I mean, I've I've been open about some of the stuff that the way I've felt about myself, you know, at some point during the last 10 years and and where you feel like God's not listening to you or because of a sin you've committed or something that you've done that you have this guilt and this shame and you see yourself, well, God can't use me. God can't do this, but we have to rest. It's important for us to rest on what we know, not on what we feel. And for the specifically with, with, um, you know, with the Israelites, they were very frustrated because none of what they were doing made sense. God told them to go the long way and then the, and then to, and then to double back and then to rest. And they literally have an army coming behind them. They have a sea a, you know, a big sea, not a pond, mm. a sea in front of them and they're sitting ducks. And so it's important for us to depend on what we know about who God is, about how much God loves us, about the fact that we're forgiven, even if we don't feel like we're forgiven. Um, I think one of the things that as far as a spiritual battle goes is I think Satan messes with our mind first mm. and gets us to doubt who we are in the Lord gets us to doubt that we're forgiven, that not only are we forgiven, but the Lord sees us differently than oftentimes we see ourselves. And I think if we allow ourselves to be driven by our emotions, that's that's going to change each day, but we know that God does not change. And so we have to rest in what we know about God, that he loves us, that he cares about us, that he has a plan for us, and not allow those emotions to dictate our trust mm-hmm. in the Lord. Yeah. Well, and I think I think you see that really clearly today because there's so much of a focus on on how people feel. Right. Yeah. Um, And and that's something that I try to tell something that I try to communicate clearly to to the kids um, is like, you know, God gave us emotions for a reason. Um, We should listen to them, but we should use that info. We shouldn't submit to our emotions. Our emotions aren't us. Yeah. They're just a part of us. Well, and think of what's going on w- with society. Feelings are more important than truth. Mm-hmm. 
it's more important for us to uphold somebody's feelings about themselves than the truth. Yeah. Um, truth is taking a back seat to feelings. This is how I feel. So if I feel like this, this is how it is. Well, what about truth? Like mm-hmm. truth is more important than feelings. And so I think when it comes to the Lord, you know, we have to lean on what we know about the Bible, what we know about God, and not so much about how we feel. And we're kind of reversing things in our culture yeah. right now where feelings are more important than truth. Well, it, it was funny because there was there was something that I was watching and I had only ever heard the phrase, well, that's my truth used ironically. Mm. And, <laughs> and then I saw it like I, I've seen it more and more used unironically. And I'm like, that's not that's not how this works. Yeah. We don't have a my truth. You gotta have a, this is how I feel, but I recognize the truth, but that's not what it is anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think God was trying to remind him. Moses is trying to remind him. I think there's, that's a, that's a big turnaround for Moses to, you know, like projecting this faith mindset on the people. Because remember, Moses doubted and questioned himself. Moses, he doubted and questioned God the entire way. And then here they're up against an impossible situation. And remember at that point, Moses doesn't know. God didn't tell him that he's going to part the Red Sea. Mm. God did not reveal that to him. He had no idea. And yet he makes this declaration. I don't remember what verse it is. I'd have to look it up, but, but he makes this declaration in chapter 15 uh, or no chapter 14. He makes this declaration that God is going to, he, he said, these Egyptians you see today, you will not see tomorrow. Mm. So he didn't know what was going to happen. He just knew God was going to do something. That even though they had the sea in front of them, the Egyptians behind them, Moses makes this massive declaration of faith that I know God's going to, I've seen God do all of this stuff. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I don't, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't look right. <laughs> Strategically, this is like an impossible situation. Um, we're outnumbered, we're outmanned, we're, you know, they have chariots, we're on foot. Mm. There's a sea here. I don't know what God's going to do, but I'm going to, I'm going to live by what I know, not how I feel. I don't feel right about this situation, but I know that God has delivered us in the past. I know he can do miracles and I believe he'll do it again. Mm. And a lot of times we're self-fulfilling prophecies, the way we say and the way we feel, but that to me, that's an incredible change in Moses' life right there, mm. where he makes this incredible declaration of faith and had no proof that anything was going to happen. Yeah. Sometimes when you lean on all you know, all you can know is God is God, right? <laughs> um, and then the uh, the other thing that you kind of touched on was was the idea that uh, there's there's a temptation to think that, well, if I'm following God, things should be easy. Yeah. And and you mentioned that right at the top. Which was this idea that, you know, what we see in the Bible, <laughs> nine nine stories out of ten in the Bible is usually about people following God despite it being tough, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Um, what did you want to say about that? Well, I think um, I think we don't like the word sacrifice, mm-hmm. and to be honest, we're pretty spoiled, especially in America. When it comes to our Christianity has never up until this point, it's things are changing a little bit now, but up until this point, our faith has really never been challenged. We've never not been able to practice our faith and share our beliefs and all of that. 
I think that's going to be tested here in the next, you know, decade or so. Um, but we've had it pretty easy. And I think difficulties has a way of pruning the kingdom and pruning us. And we're, you know, we'll have to decide, you know, hey, how important is our faith to us? Mm-hmm. And um, um, we have to make a decision is what we believe really important to us where we can actually suffer a loss because of it. And, you know, a lot of believers around the world have had to, uh, their faith cost them something. And so we have to ask ourselves, like, what, what, what is a faith that cost us nothing? It's yeah. kind of like the spoiled kid that gets everything handed to them. They've never had to work for it. They've never had to pay for anything. They've never had, you know, do they really appreciate what they have if, they, if everything is just handed to them? Right. And I feel that way sometimes about, about me or about us in America or, you know, in Western cultures. Like, do we really appreciate our faith? Because we've really had no resistance to our faith ever. What happens when that resistance comes? Is our faith still that important to us? Do we still believe in the Bible? Do we still believe in the finished work of Jesus? And so, um, you know, I, I think we have to forget the mindset of God's will is always easy because in the Bible, usually faith costs people something. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that what you said on, on the tell that was was interesting because, I mean, that's a sobering thought as a whole is at some point there's going to be sacrifice necessary, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. Um, but on the back of that, there's always an element of encouragement because what you said was, you know, we look at stories like the Red Sea and we go, man, well, why hasn't God done something like that for me? Yeah. Oh, where's where's my big miracle? Where's my big moment? And we can hear, we, we hear about people in other countries where these big moments and we're like, well, where's that? And... And it's, it's usually right on the other side of, of that testing of faith. You know, the Israelites weren't going to see that if they didn't listen to God and stay where they needed to stay. Yeah. And, and if we quit, if we give up a lot of times when difficulties come, we don't see the miracle. The miracle oftentimes is on the other side of that, of, of that sacrifice. You know, I, I heard a guy say, you know, there's a story in the new Testament of, you know, the disciples, or, you know, the, is the apostles, but in the book of Acts where they, they, they see that lame man that's standing out or that's sitting outside the t- temple mm. and he asked him for money or something. And, and the, and the apostles are like silver and gold, have I none, but in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And I heard a pastor say one time, we can no longer say silver and gold, have I none, <laughs> but we can no longer say rise up and walk either. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I think. It's a blessing that we have had unchallenged faith, I think, but also it can be, you know, kind of sobering in the fact of, okay, how, how deep is my faith? How strong is my faith? Have I really experienced God to the level that I would experience God if my life wasn't as easy as it was? Right. Yeah. All right. Well, Pastor Rick, was there uh, anything else that you wanted to touch on before we wrap up here? No, I, I, I just want to encourage people to keep reading mm-hmm. the book of Exodus. This week, we'll, we're going to get in. Um, we're going to skip chapter 15. Chapter 15 is basically a worship service. <laughs> um, they're celebrating the parting of the Red Sea and the crossing. And, and then, you know, God, obviously, the rest of the story is, you know, the Egyptians followed in after after the, the Israelites. They made it safe to the other side, and, and the, um, the waters— you know, closed back up and 
the Lord eliminated the pursuing yep. enemy. So chapter 15, they're celebrating. This week, we'll get into chapter 16, where you'll see how quickly they forget. Yeah. How quickly they forget. Um, they go from celebration in chapter 15 to right at the <laughs> beginning of chapter 16. They're complaining again. And then the Lord, in his grace and mercy, you know, gives them manna from heaven and quell. And yeah, it's, it's a great story. Um that we'll get into this week, but, but chapter, chapter 14, 13 and 14 is just really an incredible, incredible story um, of God's grace and, and, uh, and purpose for us. So, all right, well, there you have it. So you won't want to miss next week, which is manna from heaven. Um, we have, uh, if you did not watch the service from last week, we would encourage you to go do that. It's on our YouTube channel, New Hope Eastlake. Uh, but other than that, we're located on 2720 Olympic Parkway. So if you do not have a home church or you're looking around, we'd love to have you on church this Sunday at 9, 1030, and then Spanish at 1230. Uh, but other than that, yep. One more thing. Yep. Um, what One thing we want to start doing with this podcast That's right. is if you have questions about Sunday's message, you can text those. To, I don't remember uh, what yeah. the thing was. It's in the bulletin. Here, I'll put it up on screen. You uh, Point somewhere on screen. There we go. Um, yeah. Right there. Right there. It's right there. Hopefully you're watching this on YouTube for that <laughs> for that prompt. Yeah, it'll, there's there's a, not, you can text ask, is it ask new hope? Ask it NH. It might be NH ask. Ask, I think it's ask NH. Anyways, Jason will put it up on the screen and it'll be to 94,000. And you can ask questions about the message um, and we'll answer those the the following week. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. So, so please, uh, and they don't always have to be sermon about the sermon. They can be about anything. Um, well, anything. Well, theological. <laughs> I mean, it'd be great if it's about the message, but if there are other, right, maybe we can do a segment one week of just random questions. Sure, that would be great. Perfect. Well, there you have it. Uh, but other than that, thank you guys for joining us, and we will catch you next week. Bye.